podcast one production. commentator and journalist Greg Rust and this is Rusty's Garage. To drive for the prancing horse is the stuff dreams are made of, especially if you're Italian. Giancarlo Fisichella started in go-karts at age eight and went all the way to Formula One. Fissi became part of the 200 club with over 200 starts in the sport. He's a winner of the Australian Grand Prix and now a stalwart of Ferrari's sports car racing program. Back down under for some GT races in Melbourne, I began by asking about the early years and early Early influences. Fissy, welcome. It's great to see you back in Australia. What are the first memories of, of cars and things like that when you were younger? What gave you the inspiration for racing? My father was a big fan of Formula One and uh, I started to watch uh, Formula One and motor racing with him. And uh, when I was young, uh, my, let's say my favourite car was obviously Ferrari. My favourite driver was Nicky Lauda and then Ayrton Senna What car did dad have when you were growing up? What, what, were, the, what were the family cars that you had back then? My father he had a few different cars. When I was uh, 18, when I got the, the drive license, I, I bought the Golf uh, Volkswagen Golf uh, yeah. GTI? GTI, yes. GTI. GTI. It was uh, 1993. Lovely. No, 1991. You began racing karts at age eight, I think it was, at a, at a circuit not far from Rome, didn't you? Did you immediately fall in love with it? Yeah, absolutely. Uh, when I was eight, um, I, w- I went uh, with my father to watch uh, go-kart racing in this circuit, which is uh, La Pista d'Oro in Rome. And then I was watching race, I was uh, enjoying, I was excited. And then uh, I saw um, children like my age, between eight, ten years old, uh, racing in uh, in go karts. So I get I get crazy uh, with my father. We went down to the after the race. We went down to the to the box. Uh, we talk about uh, to buy a go kart, and from there my story started. Was your father nervous, excited? What was he like? Well, my father was a big fan, big fan of motorsport, and was very excited. He was really excited. Then when I started racing he was even nervous but he was uh, the happiest uh, father in the world when you look back over uh, most formula one drivers careers karting is the constant thing or, or just about all of them have been through it how beneficial how helpful is that from your driving career point of view uh, i think it's uh, it's crucial it's uh, important it's uh, the school the school of the, the motorsport is uh, to start in karting I did many years in, in go-kart. I started when I was eight, and uh, still when I was 20, 21, I was doing Formula 3 and go-kart together. It was, uh, I, I can say that was uh, maybe the best time of my life, yes. 
you had success in Italy in, in Formula 3 there in the in the early 90s and it looked like you would always go that open wheeler career path but you briefly went to international touring cars didn't you with with Alfa Romeo was your heart still always in the passion for Formula 1 or did you enjoy that stint in the touring car I won uh, in 1994 I won the Italian championship and was the time to grow up with the category just uh, at the beginning of 1995 uh, I get a call from Alfa Romeo and I was quite nervous because uh, they, they, they asked me if I was interested to, to race in, uh, in the DTM and they offered me to, to do a test and, uh, and then uh, I was very excited and then we signed the contract for two years so it was, cra- it was amazing but at the same time or close to the, the same time there was an opportunity with, with Minardi to get into Formula 1 what are those first recollections those first memories of, of Formula 1 and driving a Formula 1 car for the first time yeah then uh, in 1995 I drove uh, a couple of times the Minardi uh, in 1996 I was uh, initially the test driver I think 10 days before the race here in Melbourne in 1996 he had a problem with uh, with uh, with this uh, driver which was a Japanese driver and uh, this driver didn't bring money to race so um, he called me 10 days before the, the start of the race and he said uh, Minardi he said uh, Giancarlo you come to Australia ah, okay uh, what I have to do there you're gonna race <laughs> I was I was shocked because uh, I didn't expect uh, to to race uh, here in Melbourne. So uh, I can say Melbourne for me it's uh, it's very important. It's uh, an important circuit. I got great memories. My my first race in Formula One. My I won in Formula One in 2006, and uh, so I'm really happy to be back here for this weekend. Uh, even if I'm not in Formula One, but I'm racing in the Australian GT, it's uh, it's great. I'm really excited. Tell me about that car that you're racing in Australian GT. Obviously, with support from Kaspersky, Ferrari. You've had such a wonderful association with them now that goes you know more than eight years. What is that car like to race? And describe it a bit for for our audience. Well, it's a great car. I raced with this car since uh, two years already. And um, it's a new 488. Uh, it's a turbo engine. You know, with this car, we do uh, usually uh, endurance race. And uh, like Le Mans 24 hours, Daytona 24 hours, 12 hours, uh, 6 hours. Uh, actually, this race in Melbourne will be, will be a sprint race. It's going to be 25 minutes, two races each of 25 minutes. So it's a short race. But um, the, car, the car is amazing. It's uh, very strong, uh, considering which is a GT car. It's, uh, it's really quick. You talked about the endurance racing nature of your, your career or CV in more recent times, since, since 2010, I suppose, really. Um, you know, success at Le Mans, success at Petit Le Mans. What do you enjoy about that endurance racing side of things? Well, I really enjoy um, the atmosphere, which is uh, quite a lot different than Formula One. There is less pressure. It's uh, you need to share the car with another driver and with another two drivers. So um, it's important to uh, to to find a good relationship with the, with the, with the other two drivers. And uh, you you will never drive a car suit for for your style of driving because you you need to find a compromise for the three drivers. But uh, in the in the in these few years, I, uh, 
I did so many races and uh, I really enjoy any time I go racing in GT uh, it's great for me yeah I think the fans like it as well because there's such a variety of different makes uh, in that style of racing from uh, McLarens to you know all, all kinds of aspirational sports cars does the 488 uh, GT3 have some unique traits what things do you need to be mindful of when you're when you're racing with this car I'd race in GT3 and in GT2 in GT3 we have to use uh, the ABS and in GT2 no I prefer the, to drive the car without the, the ABS which is more difficult but uh, it's more selected you know and then we have uh, uh, about the same power and just different uh, specification of tires which they are a little bit harder in GT3 but it's a very comfortable car yeah the Albert Park track you said before brings back some special memories for you that famous victory you had here for for Renault from pole position uh, we often reflect on that what what memories does that evoke for you yeah memories is uh, straight away in 1996 my first race in Formula 1 and I was I remember I was in the in the driver's briefing and I was looking around the other drivers I was next to Michael Schumacher Gerhard Berger Alesi you know uh, I was uh, was like a dream for me then uh, I did uh, I, I won in 2006 with with Renault I did a pole position but apart from that any times I came here it's uh, you know I I really like to come here because I like the atmosphere, I like the, the people, uh, very, they are very friendly, I like the food. Everywhere you go, you find a, a fantastic atmosphere. And it's a great track too, isn't it? Around the lake there, and it offers all sorts of great driver challenges. Yeah, it's a great track. Uh, it's uh, like um, not a specific street circuit, but it's uh, kind of. Uh, it's a mixed there are a lot of um, uh, very hard breaking point, uh, uh, a lot of chicanes. And uh, the first day it's quite slippery, but then it, uh, at, in the race there is a lot of rubber and uh, the grip is coming, coming down and uh, it's, uh, it's good to drive the car around here, yeah. This is Greg Rust and you're listening to Rusty's Garage. More with Giancarlo Fisichella in just a moment. Blow-off valve, an aftermarket part added to increase the audible noise of excess air being released from a turbocharger when the throttle is released. Common side effects can be excessive accelerating and unnecessary gear changes from the driver. Formula One has changed a lot since your win at, uh, at Albert Park, but the cars back then that Renault were making, I mean, something like, you know, V10, 900 horsepower, I mean, they were just a beautiful car, weren't they? Yeah, it was, uh, it was a beautiful car. Obviously now the, the rules are different, the cars are different, they have a lot of power, a lot of um, aerodynamics, a lot of grip from the, the new tyres which they are quite large. What I don't like compared to my, my times is uh, just the sound of the engine. <laughs> The sound of the engine of the of the V10 or the V8, it's uh, it was amazing. And now it's uh, it's a bit it's a bit soft, you know. It's uh, it's not it's not good. That was a special time yes. during that V10 era. The sound was infectious, wasn't it? 
Ferrari for you, you know, being with them since uh, you know you became a test driver for them in, 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 in Formula One, and then now into GT racing. Why has the partnership worked so well? And it's it's a dream for most boys to to you know to be a part of the Ferrari family as much as you have. That's phenomenal. Yeah, absolutely. It's a dream for uh, any driver around the world, and especially for an Italian driver like me. That was uh, my dream since when I was young and the, the dream become true so um, I am lucky I am uh, proud of it um, I'm working with them since 2009 and I hope to work with them uh, even in the future you're 45 now uh, I mean you're not old but but in motor racing terms you know you're getting to that point where you'll probably think about the, the future what do you want to you've had some uh, team ownership things in other categories what do you think you'd like to do long term I think uh, we'll be a racing driver for a few more years uh, until when I feel okay, until when I feel uh, happy, uh, and until when I enjoy to, to race and uh, drive uh, this car. Then, uh, when I will stop, uh, it would be nice, you know, to be to help some drivers uh, make up a management. Uh, still, you know, working in this motor motorsport, which uh, which which is my life. It's a hard thing to give up. You, I mean, it's good to hear that because. Um you know, it's been your life for so long since you were eight years of age. You can't see yourself doing some other kind of career. Clearly, absolutely no. So uh, I don't. Uh, I just want to continue in this sport uh, and stay around the world uh, with uh, in motor racing, uh, follow some 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 young drivers. That, that's my my dream. Yeah. Is there of all the cars that you've driven during your career? This probably asking a lot because there's some good ones there is there a favorite is there one that is special in your heart a race car that you think oh, i really like that particular one well obviously the the, the ferrari i drove in 2009 uh, it's uh, something special but uh, uh honestly it wasn't wasn't a good car to drive it was a difficult car especially the last part of the season uh, um was was not strong enough compared to other cars um, if I have to say one of the best cars I drove in my life is, is, is for sure Renault 2005 and 2006. That was uh, an amazing car, yeah. What was it like to drive? Tell, tell the people listening, um, you know, we talked about how they sounded before and things like that, but what were they like to drive? Were they a very physical thing? Were they, I mean, 900 horsepower, all the aerodynamics, how hard is that? Yeah, it was quite tough uh, physically, mentally to drive this kind of car uh, with a lot of power, uh, with a, an impressive grip and um, yeah there was uh, an help from the electronic staff because there was uh, the launch the, the launch control there was the um, uh, how do you say the traction control yes. but uh, but uh, physically and mentally it was uh, was really tough yeah is there a win in your career one that you're most proud of well, any 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 time I, I win, I won. Uh, it's I'm proud of it. But um, uh, I would say, you know, my first racing victory in Formula One was in 2003 in Brazil, and that was uh, a strange race. Uh, it was raining. Um, I I won the race, but uh, by a mistake. They give me the second position, so don't celebrate my first victory in Formula One 
on the top of the of the podium it's uh, it's quite unfair but uh, then one week after they they understood there was a problem uh, by the chronometrist uh, by uh, the steward and they they gave me back the victory that was a crazy race wasn't it i mean wet conditions lots of cars going out in brazil and the fact that you had to wait that week before you actually got the winner's trophy that must have been tough was it yeah it was very tough because we knew we were the winners of the race um, my engineer was for, for sure I was shouting in, in, in the radio but uh, unfortunately uh, you know I was second um, then one week after or ten days after they, they, they understood the, the mistakes and uh, they gave me back the trophy how sweet did that feel then to get that first win knowing how long you had to wait yeah yeah, it's, uh, it was bad it was bad but uh, I was the winner so that's it's on the history <laughs> exactly a car that you'd love to have in your garage that maybe you don't have now is there a dream car in Fissy's garage it can be something brand new from the Ferrari factory it could be a race car a road car it could be something from the past that you really would, would love to own well I uh, would say now one of the best car my favorite car is uh, la ferrari which is an amazing car i drove it with a 950 horsepower <laughs> it's uh, it's unbelievable i like this car yeah any restoration projects at all any any old cars that you might like to restore one day or is that not a thing for you no no i like just uh, i like obviously historic car but i prefer more the the new generation You've had an amazing career and you're still racing, which is phenomenal. 229 starts, three wins, 19 podiums just in Formula One, let alone your success at Le Mans and other places like that in sports cars. We wish you continued success and thank you for talking to us. Thank you very much. Thank you very much. Cheers. Rusty's Garage is recorded for Podcast One. Written and presented by me, Greg Rust. Series producer and editor is Alex Mitchell. Audio production by Darcy Thompson. If there's someone you want me to talk to on Rusty's Garage, get in touch on the show page at podcastone.com.au. Listen to all the episodes of Rusty's Garage at podcastone.com.au via the Podcast One app or find us on iTunes. I'm Greg Rust. Enjoy the drive, but drive safely. Drive safely.